When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Coach Unplugged. We're so excited you decided to join us. Um, before we jump in today, go down, leave a review in iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. We do love those, and they help a ton. They do. That's a free way of kind of helping us out. Another way of helping us out is to help our sponsors. So first of all, Dr. Dish, if you're thinking of, of getting a, a team that wants to shoot the ball better and consistently put that, that round ball into that cylinder, uh, check out Dr. Dish. Mention Coach Unplugged, they'll give you $350 off. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. If you're looking for a one-stop shop, if you're looking to become a better basketball coach, if you're looking for a mentor, if you're looking to talk to me on a regular basis, right, James, uh, then you can uh, you can become a teachhoops.com member. And we'll, we'll, I'll put you on the bat phone and we'll take care of your, your specific needs. So come over and check us out at teachhoops.com. Let's head off to the podcast. So coach, okay, so I'm going to, is it, is it Lammy? How do you say your last yes. name? Lammy. Lammy. Ooh, good. Yes. That was good. Thanks. Yeah, you hit it on the mark. Uh, that's very rarely do I do, do I do that. I mean, the first day of school, I teach uh, I teach statistics. And, and so, like, I'm in heaven with all the stats that are going on right now. But uh, I, uh, I have the kids pronounce their names first all the way around so I can hear it. Um, and I didn't have Coach do that. Um, but, Coach, I'm going to have you introduce yourself, kind of tell your basketball journey to all the listeners. And then um, we're going to talk about a couple topics and we'll dive in and see where this crazy thing takes us. But um, sure. Okay, hey, go uh, ahead. It's yeah. all yours. My name's Steve Lammy. I'm the uh, head basketball coach at Grove City College, which is in, it's a small Christian uh, college in Western Pennsylvania. And uh, uh, what's my the biggest dream, city? What's the biggest city close to it? So I can put Yeah, it we're in. an hour north of Pittsburgh. Exactly. Just okay. right up the interstate. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's not bad. Okay. Yeah, no, I mean, and, uh, I mean yeah, I was trying to think if I was trying to think if my son looked at any schools in Pennsylvania. I know we drive. We go. My brother has a place in New Hampshire, so we drive. Yeah, we're right off uh, Route 80, so yeah, uh, really easy to get to. Okay. So, okay. Mm-hmm. And how old is that school? 
1876. 1876. So we've, okay. we, we've been blessed and uh, have, have not lost our roots. You know, it's a high academic Christian school. Always has been, always, hopefully always will be. Well, hopefully, yeah. All right. Yeah. And how did you get there? What, where did you start? Yeah, you know, uh, well, I, I graduated from Grove City back in uh, the mid-80s. Okay. And um, I got a, a teaching certificate while I was here. And so um, my first job was uh, in, in the middle of the state, uh, a town called Lebanon. And I was the freshman basketball coach there, and I, and I taught biology. So I did that for four years. And, and then everybody I a, should be a freshman coach at some point in their life. Amen. You know, to God. I was talking to a coach. I don't remember who it was. And I've done so many of these in the last couple of weeks. But and it's like it, it teaches you a couple things. It teaches you, it teaches you the beginning of the sport. It teaches you um, keeping track of things. It teaches you you need to coach from the center of the court. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great point, Steve. <laughs> Isn't yeah. it? Because, and I had to make up my own lesson plans and right. my own practice plans. And so right. you, you're just uh, thrown into really the world. You, you are quote unquote a head. What I tell people when you're a freshman coach, you're a head coach. And they go, what do you yes. mean? I go, you are running that freshman team. Like mm-hmm. no, the, the, the varsity coach is going to tell you some stuff. He's not watching you every day and at practice right. every day. It's your team. You know, he's yeah. going to maybe tell you, I mean, I would tell my freshmen to do, you know, play man, do these kind of things, but I'm not watching them. It's like I said, you're the, it's not like you're a varsity assistant. You're, mm-hmm. you're running a team and that's a great thing, I think. But yeah. And you did that for how long? I did that for four years and then I got a break and I was, I was hired as a graduate assistant coach at Kent state university over in Ohio. Okay. Yep. And was there for two years. Uh, but, um, uh, instead of staying in the college ranks, I wanted to go back and, and teach and coach the high school. So I did that for three years. And then, um, uh, my my head coach at Grove City College, his name is John Barr, uh, was in was in need of an assistant, and uh, so I I became his assistant for uh, ten thousand dollars. I had to live in the dormitory. <laughs> what, what year was that? That was in nineteen ninety four. Where's your vow of poverty right there, baby? Yeah, well, I, I I was I had no debt and I was not married. Okay, and I lived in the dorm and and I taught some biology. Uh, laboratories. Okay. But um, when he retired four years later, uh, I was elevated to the head coaching position. That was in 1998, 1998. Okay. So I've been at Grove City uh, ever since. Um, so a couple questions before we dive into some of your topics. What, um, what, what, is, what is the easiest part of recruiting for your school? And what's the hardest part of recruiting for your school? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, the easy part is uh, we're such a niche school right. that yeah. we're going to um, like a, a part of the population is going to be eliminated just because of academics. Right. And and another part of the population is going to be eliminated because they don't want a faith-based school. Right. So uh, we know who we can, we, we can target kids right off the bat by just asking a couple questions early in the process. Right. I think sometimes so I was talking to a college coach. I think sometimes it's easier for schools like that. Like, Yes. Like, like this, like the league my son's going to with Middlebury, the little, there's only a percentage of the kids that can get into those schools, period. Yeah. So you're eliminating 98% of the general population that plays basketball and that are male. Mm-hmm. And then you're only dealing with the two. So, so and now you're, yeah, you're probably even niching down more like academic and mm-hmm. Christian based or. Yes. That's awesome. Okay. So th- that's the easy part, but the, the difficult part is, uh, well, 
of late over the last i would say 10 years it's it, it it's the finances where a young man a family has to pay for for the for uh, uh college and our costs have slowly risen over that time right and up until this year the financial aid has gone down and so we have to sell and, and we we do have a good product here but it's it's hard to sell to uh people that obviously i mean they want a good education but they don't want to pay for be, the only 200, yeah i know i know that's why i was so happy i was so happy my son got into middlebury because they're they're need blind they're a need blind school mm-hmm. um so they wanted him he got in and then they yeah. gave us the financial aid based on what we make and what we can afford it was perfect it was like mm-hmm. cheaper than sending him to uw madison that's um, fantastic i know so that's a wonderful thing but a lot of schools are not that way um, no no it's like and i think that schools like middlebury because they're so good academically and and, and we are too but we have a, a different niche uh, because both schools stand for something, they're going to survive this crisis. I think so some too. Schools I that think are so just, too. I think uh, there's going to be a lot of schools the size of your school that are not going to come out of the other end of this. I agree. Or they're going to hang on for a year. Yeah. <laughs> and then people yeah. are going, I'm not paying that price to go online. Um, mm-hmm. That's that, that is the issue. I think the ones that are, I mean, this is a nursing school. If you want to go here, it's a small school, blah, blah, blah. And you want to become, those are the kind of schools that I think are going to make it. I think, I think actually some of the big universities are going to, they're going to have, the states are going to have to come in and help them out. Yeah. And um, I, I, I fear, well, for, I think they will. I think they will come in. I think there's going to be a bailout uh, in higher education. I don't know how, how much. Right. Because but, I'm the stats teacher. There's no way you're putting 40,000 kids into UW-Madison, UW-Wisconsin. There's no way. Like, yeah. You're not going to, yeah. they're not going to social distance. I've taught that age. <laughs> they're not social distancing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they might not get sick as much, but they're not going to social distance. All right. So let's jump into your topic. So well, first when you said something about offensive strategy, what was that you wanted to talk about? Yeah. Um, well, uh, some of the mistakes that I made uh, and, and also how I learned to maybe, you know, just w- why run a certain offense uh, rather than something else. And right. Uh, I learned from John Barr, who is the longtime coach here at Grove City. It, it comes down to three things. I mean, your offensive, what you run offensively should come down to your own personnel, uh, the personnel of, of, the, of your opponents, who you have to play you know, night in and night out, and then your ability to teach and to coach. So um, in, in my first decade here at Grove City, uh, our uh, our talent was comparable with everybody else in the league. In fact, over those 10 years, uh, everyone, every league member won the league or either won the league or won the uh, conference tournament. Okay. And um, so there was a lot of parity. And, and we were running offenses that I would say were more popular back then. Uh, we actually ran the swing offense for a while when we had a, a certain clientele. I did that too. I did that when I had the NBA kit. The I coached Wesley Matthews Bucks, and yeah, I, I ran swing. And part of it is they were just so talented that I had I had to make sure they were doing what they needed to do at times. So like, <laughs> Low down. I know you can yeah. score, um, but I yeah, I, I love okay. that offense. It's a great yeah, offense. But, it's a great yeah. offense. Yeah, 
and our our clientele changed a little bit, and so we were we were running the Princeton offense. Okay. But then, um, uh, in the early part of this decade, uh, some things that were not in our control changed the uh, uh, the competitive atmosphere. One was that we allowed four new schools to join our conference. Okay. All of them were basketball schools <laughs> with great tradition. Okay, so that it made it tougher there. But this was also the time where our costs were rising and our financial aid was going down. Right. So what was happening was um, our, our talent level was staying the same, but we were seeing talent at our our competitors going up. Right. And we, wasn't, we a, were, wasn't a level playing field. Is basically. It was not a level yeah. playing field, but we were continuing to, it was like we were playing our strength against the strength of our opponents in terms of offense. Right. But the strength of our opponents was stronger than our strength. And, <laughs> right. and, and, and so we were, we were losing. Right. Um, in fact, I, I, uh, I told this, uh, so, this so go, well, before you do that, before you do that, so let's talk about the recruit. So you obviously recruit a specific type of player, kid, first of all, kid or students. Yes. No, they're not kids. They're students. Cause they're that 18 years, 18 to 22. They're, they're students. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're recruiting a specific type of student, academic, faith-based, blah, blah, blah. But then yes. in those, in those 10 years, were you looking for a specific type of player? Um, were you trying, because the, the swing is a very specific, were you recruiting to like Bo Ryan, I think is one of the best coaches to re- as far as recruiting to the type of system he plays. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Tony Bennett's very good about that right now in Virginia. He recruits the type of players that fits his system. Were you yes. doing that? Um, no, we weren't. We okay. were just trying to get the best player okay. to come to Grove City, and then we were uh, adjusting the offense okay. to the clientele that we had. Okay. And um, uh, and then at, as our talent, I would say it was staying steady, but everyone else's was was rising. So, okay. um, and I use this analogy. It's a military one. Um, uh, from the Revolutionary War, like the, the Continental Army had a, 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 a farmers and peasants going against the uh, British Redcoats, which was the best army uh, in the world at that time. Right. And had the had the Continental Army fought the same way uh, uh, as the Redcoats. Well, we would have lost the War of Independence. Right. We'd be drinking tea. We'd be drinking tea at two in the <laughs> afternoon. You're, you're yes, right. <laughs> right. And, and, you know, keeping with that, uh, uh, with that analogy, we said as a staff, we, okay, we have to, we have to, we have to do things like a war analogy, asymmetric warfare. Right. We have to, we have to guerrilla warfare. So we have to do something different and at the time, we had a, a specific type of club. We were a little bit bigger, a little bit slower. Uh, uh, we knew that we could be good around the paint, maybe up to 15 feet. And so. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. 
That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. We, we came up with an offense that allows, that allowed every one of our players on that team at that time uh, to score, not, not just our, our best, but, but right. everybody. Uh, uh, I, we were thinking about an offense that would be difficult to guard, uh, an offense that would also, because we were strong and physical, could maybe wear down our opponents so that they weren't as effective on their side of the floor offensively. Right. Uh, and then also an offense that we could, we could teach well uh, and something that would, would fit our culture. And you're going to laugh, but we came up with the flex offense, the flex offense. Okay. Which is as old as you and me, Steve, right. maybe older. Oh yeah. But it was the game changer for us. It's very similar to the swing. No, it's very similar to the swing. Just a few different. Exactly. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 And, and it fit our style and no one else was running it. It seems like at least at the collegiate level, Virtually every team is running a variant of the dribble drive offense, which is effective right. or, or people wouldn't do it, but we couldn't do that because we didn't have the same talent level. Right. So we're doing guerrilla warfare in basketball and, and, and our way of doing that was the flex offense. How many teams, so, how many teams in your league? Uh, there are 10. There are 10. And, um, what, what, what is everybody at most? Everyone runs some form of dribble drive. Yes, uh, I would say eight of the ten do okay. uh, a variant of it. So you're so, you're 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 talking about something that I'm a firm believer in. If you're X, if you're zigzag, you're zag, and I'm zigzag, and I'm zig, I mean I'm doing something always opposite. If everyone in our league is doing this, I mean I play more zone than I necessarily like because everyone mm -hmm. plays man. So I'm going to play some zone because you're all playing man. You know, yeah, I yeah, I, I just want to. It's that guerrilla warfare thing. I think it's a great analogy for young coaches that are listening to this it's yeah great. steve and i i think the same way because at least on offense no one's running the flex and so everyone has to prepare for us a little bit differently i mean and you have two days to prepare but um and everyone knows the screens are coming everyone knows it's a down screen cross screen but you still have to guard it and the the 18th man on our squad is effective in it because we're, we're trying to get layups, right? You, know, you don't have to be flashy. You don't and, have to. Have and you're working on skill. the you're working on the reads because I'm switching you probably a lot if I can, yes. or even blah blah blah. Well, then right. I know you're going to switch. So here's my reads and the switches, and how am I doing mm -hmm. that? And I'm trying to get an isolation for a you know all this kind of stuff. So there's lots of nuances. The offense looks very simpler, simple, and it, mm -hmm. it and that's why it's a great one for youth coaches actually in some respects as long as they can enter yeah. the ball, because it's easy and they don't have to right. worry about it. But when you get to your level or my level, then the complexities of, okay, they're switching or what are we going to do here? What happens when we mm -hmm. There's a lot of little pieces to that offense, I think. I agree. Yeah. Hey, and Steve, and one of the mistakes I think I was making early this decade when we weren't competitive was, well, everyone else is running this. I mean, there right. are videos on it. Uh, right. The best coaches in the nation are running it. Well, I guess I should too, but it, 
it just wasn't a fair fight. So we had to do something, uh, the old, uh, it's an overused term, but think outside the box. And, and our way about thinking yeah. outside the box was going way back to the 1970s. I don't even talk about, I don't even talk about thinking outside the box. If there's a, that's even assuming there's a box. I want you to just think differently. That's what I always mm -hmm. talk about because people say, yeah. oh, you know, think of there's a box we're talking in right now. And if I'm thinking, I don't even want to think that there's a box. I want you to think so far out that there's not even a box that you're thinking outside. Mm -hmm. Just think differently. Um, and, so, and do you think that there's peer pressure on coaches, especially young coaches, to, to uh, conform to, to the basketball culture uh, especially when it comes to, to offense. I, I, well, I think there's a lot of, I think there's peer pressure. I think there's, um, I think there's, uh, I'm just trying to think the exact way to say it. Um, the last, you know, in the last five or six weeks, there's been a lot of free clinics and things going on and all this great mm -hmm. stuff. You know, you, <laughs> to be a good coach for someone that's done this for a long time, you have to be you, first of all. Second of all, you got to figure something you're comfortable coaching. Um, right. I mean, that, that was your third point, something you're, you feel you can teach and coach. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't have Duke's players. <laughs> I don't, you know, it's, mm -hmm. Kay can do that. But, you know, I got to read what I got and then be able to teach that. Um, so I think it's this, it's the kind of the shiny object syndrome a little bit. Like, ooh, they're doing mm -hmm. it. They're doing it. You know, like Syracuse. Yeah national title that's two three zone well look at what virginia virginia's playing pack line let's play pack i mean they're all good and i'm not saying you can't do them but mm -hmm. um, i think you got to find what works well for your system your program your community your players there's it's the yeah. for me there's they're, they're called lurking variables and there's so many of them mm -hmm. you got to try to neutralize as many of them as you can um, yeah and you're probably able to recruit and get players that can run that kind of system that's what Bo yes. Ryan did at Wisconsin. That's why he went to the Final Four. Two. He got specific yeah. players that, you know, if Duke would have called them, they'd all gone to Duke. Mm -hmm. um, but he got players that would fit his system and run, run it the way that he thought. But, yeah, I think, I think for young coaches listening, I think you just got to find something. And you'll change, you'll change over time. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I've had teams where we will outscore you. We will beat you 100 and my last state tournament team a couple of two or three years ago, we wanted to be in the forties because we had a great center and we were going to grind you. It's like, yeah. so I think that's what good coaches do. They, they, you have to adjust to it, but yes, I think there's some un, unconscious peer pressure. I think like, mm -hmm. look what they're running. I need to run that too. Um, yeah. And you know, I, I was privileged. And to you and I are old enough that we don't take that too much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and uh, I, I even have, uh, and it, it, it's used against us. Like uh, you want to go to Grove city and run the flex. Right. Well, yeah, because it's, it, it, I think there's a mindset among players that freedom is, well, I just go down there. I dribble drive and I kick for right. three. Right. But I, I, well, if we define freedom, it's, it, it, I, I think it's, it's being successful, uh, running what is is good for you so uh, a six six kid is not having much freedom when he has to break down a uh, at least a division three break down a kid and then kick for three but right. his freedom is I'm, I'm gonna get big i'm gonna i'm gonna post up and i'm gonna go to work on the block how many kids do you normally keep on your roster we keep 20 which okay. may seem like a lot but uh 
we we try to develop and, and because we're uh, we're we're heavy on bigger players. Uh, bigger, I mean taller players that can. You know, we try to play three power forwards at the same time. Right. Uh, oftentimes, if they're very skilled, they may be going and playing at a Division two or NAIA school. Right. So those young men that we get may not be developed either in terms of skill. And oftentimes, it's because, well, they were in a dribble drive situation in high school, and so they right. played on the backside and were just there to rebound. Or they're, they're physically immature, and so we have to develop them. So, of the, the, the maturity guys, level is crazy, too. I've seen my son in the last six weeks, how much weight he's put on and how strong yeah. he's got because he's going to graduate. It's like there's, there's kids do that. There's, that's not a, it's not a perfect window of when that happens mm-hmm. either. You know? um, yeah. And we oftentimes get the late bloomers, which is okay. Yeah. And, and we can develop them in, in – uh, we have 10 JV games that we play every Well, see, game. that's the key. I mean, I don't think 20 yeah. – trust me, from the D3 games I've seen in our area and I've watched some of my players go and play and the couple coaches I've talked to, that, that – I mean, I think that's – part of it is a um, recruiting tool part, uh, for the school too. They want people to play sports. They want them to come to the school. Yes. There's all sorts of stuff. So uh, it's not a roster of 12. It's going to be, they're going to no. be bigger rosters. Yeah. I think it's yeah. a D three too. Um, it's almost like a farm system or a triple A system. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, Cause the difference between an 18 year old and a 22 year old is a lot different than a 14 to 18. The spread amen. is bigger in my opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah. Physically. Um, mm-hmm. There can, so much can happen there in that, in that stretch. All right. So you talked about uh, uh, your picking the offense what about opponents? You were talking about opponents. You had three oh, uh, points you were trying to make. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, our offense and uh, our ability to the teams that we have, you know, our own talent, but we also have to look at the talent that we're playing against. Right. And so, uh, looking at our league, well, everyone's dribble drive. I'm not going to run that because they already have better talent to start. So. I'm not going to do that. Uh, I'm right. going to do something different, just like you would right. when you mentioned your defense. Yeah. You're trying to – when they zig, you zag. Right. Mm-hmm. And are you thinking that for your defense, too, against the dribble drive? If eight of the ten play dribble drive, then your defense must count, try to counter that. Yeah, we switch everything defensively. And, okay. and that's our counter to, to what we see. And do you switch on make-miss? you switch on left-right? Do you switch on – Everything everything yeah everything mm-hmm. and that now, causes and, and back in the day we were wisconsin pack line <laughs> you <Okay>. know? <laughs> right yeah yeah no i think switching is good I, we we in the last couple of years have gotten to the rule of if someone scores a scores on us three straight times we change no matter what we're just trying to keep their rhythm off i like um, that yeah three seem to be the perfect i'm writing number. that down that's okay Hey everybody, if you like the podcast, make sure you subscribe, like, leave a review, jump up and down, run around your house, whatever you need to do. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.